Through the end of the year, the Banner of Truth is running its annual Christmas special. That means the Banner has its best prices of the year on all of its books. In particular, the multi-volume sets go on steep discount up to 50% off. Readers will be interested to see their new Puritan box sets and the new premium editions of the Valley of Vision, which are now available. Check them out at thebanneroftruth.org and give some gifts this year that will give some lasting spiritual help long after Christmas is over. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 119, and today we're going to take a little break from our series on 1 Peter 5, and I'm just going to talk to you about I got six things listed here as we go into 2021, and we're going to start with talking about my little girl. We had our little daughter this week, and we're going to go ahead and pray, ask for the Lord's blessing, and then we're going to talk about my daughter. We're going to talk about viruses in the church. We're going to talk about masks and vaccines, conspiracy theories, and Dr. John Knox, and then I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Lord, I hope things are going well for everybody that's listening. I pray that you would encourage them through this time, and I pray that you'd help me to really help them think clearly about what's going on this year. And then as we go into 2021, there's going to be so much controversy, I think, again in 2021 as there has been this year. So help us, God, as you're sifting the church and sifting the American pastorate, Lord Jesus, I pray that we would stand firm and that we would keep pointing people to you and that we would not get sidetracked. And you would help us stay laser focused on doing what you have called us to do, even if the government tries to stop us, even if a virus tries to stop us, even if the the flesh, the world, the devil try to stand against your church. We know that the gates of hell will not prevail. And so we're trusting you as we move into a new year and we're thankful for all that you've done this year. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I hope everybody is doing well. I really do. This week has been a tremendous last week. We went to the hospital on Tuesday, and it has been, I say tremendous, but it is because the result has been tremendous. But my wife had a kidney stone, Jordan did on Tuesday, and she was, I tell you what, she was brave through a lot of pain, through a lot of difficulty, and long story short, we didn't end up leaving the hospital until Saturday because... Jordan ended up having a C-section on Thursday, and we got to meet our little baby girl, Providence Ray. I am so excited to be the dad of a little girl. We've had two boys for the last six years, and it's been so much fun as we've been raising these Sparks men, and we've had a laser focus on what it means to be a man, and so we've been building these things into our sons. You've heard me talk about this over and over again, worship, work, protect, provide, lead, and love, and it's been such a joy to be the dad of these two little boys, Ransom and Valor. And I just love being a dad. Jordan loves being a mom. And now we've got this new adventure here with a little girl. We're so excited. We've had this name picked out for about six years because when we first had Ransom, we didn't know if it was a boy or girl. We didn't find out until right when and when Ransom was born. And so we had this name, Providence, picked out for all these years. And now here we get to meet her, Providence Ray. And it's, it's just going to be a lot of fun. And so the, the six words, the action steps, what we see as biblical womanhood throughout the scriptures, worship, work, help, submit, fear nothing, and love. So the bookends are the same, worship and love. And then work comes out in masculine and feminine ways. And uh, help, submit are these feminine words that are applied to women in the garden. And then Ephesians 5, and we see in their natures that men and women are built differently. 
And then fear nothing. We were wanting to raise a daughter of Sarah who fears nothing is frightening. And then love at the end. And so we're going to really train up our daughter in the discipline and instruction of the Lord as a woman. And I'm so excited to see Jordan raise a little girl because she is just the definition of what feminine beauty is. And it's just going to be such a wonderful thing. So our little girl's at home and we're really, really excited. All right. As I was in the hospital, I was thinking about several different things as my wife was laying there and as God was continuing to help her to get through this pain and through this week, I had some time to read and to think and process. And what I want to do quickly in this episode as we kind of take a diversion from the First Peter 5 series is just help you think through a lot of these controversies that we've experienced in 2020. And I just want to help you think through it quickly and hopefully in a manner that's helpful. And I think, uh, I think I can do that. I really do. And so let's just think about first what, what we've been dealing with with the coronavirus over this last year, and then specifically with the cancellation of church. First, our church canceled two weeks of service and did online church for two weeks early in, I think, March, when everybody was figuring out what was going on. And I'll just say this out in the front end here. We'll never cancel church again unless it's just some crazy thing that our church building burns down or, you know, there's a snowstorm that's, we just can't put chains on the tires quick enough and can't get there. We will never cancel church again for a virus. And there are several factors and reasons behind that, but I think we've kind of, you know, again, I said that this image at the very beginning about sifting, I think what God's doing is sifting the American church and sifting the American pastorate. But for some reason, this virus has become a point of contention within churches. And here's the deal. God has commanded us to gather for church. Hebrews 10.25, we just see throughout the whole New Testament, the church assembles. The word church itself means to assemble. And so there's no excuse for churches to not be assembling through the year. You may say, well, what about the government? Who cares what the government says when it comes to obedience and disobedience? If you haven't listened yet to the interviews that I did with Matthew Truella or with Pastor Bill Smith, when the government commands that which God forbids or forbids that which God commands, we go with what God has to say. And so it's really a case-closed issue here. We should be gathering for worship and not even questioning that. And some of you may be thinking, well, what if, what if somebody contracts the coronavirus and dies on my watch? And here's what I want to push back and just challenge you with, okay? That's a risk that you have to be willing to take. If somebody in our church gets the coronavirus, which we've already had people that have had it, but if somebody in our church or several people in our church die from the coronavirus, here's the attitude that I should have and that our elders should have. We should grieve. We should care for those who have been hurting, but we should not apologize for gathering for worship. Every time you walk out the door on Sunday mornings, every time you walk out the door through the week, you're walking out to a world of risk. And just because the world has risks in it, it doesn't excuse us from opting out of doing what God's called us to do. And just because there are risks to come on Sunday morning, which we have told our people, yes, you could come and you could get the coronavirus and you could die. See you next week. And for some reason, we've not have been able to handle that. We've not been able to think through that in a way that's biblical and right. Yeah, there are risks to come on Sunday morning, but come anyways. In much of the world, the church is much more concerned about getting decapitated as a result of gathering for worship, more so than they are of COVID. And you know what? They're continuing to gather on Sundays, the Lord's Day, for worship. Why? Because God's Word tells them to. They continue to gather for worship because God's Word tells them to. And as you go into 2021, as the pressure keeps coming on, don't ask what the world's thinking. Don't ask what the government's saying. Just look at what God has to say and obey him. Keep gathering for church and continue to encourage your people to gather for church. We just had our first experience, quote unquote, worshiping online. And I tell you what, it's a joke. When your kids are running around, I don't think people who are saying they're worshiping online actually are. I think it's a big joke. 
in a matter of 20 minutes, there was technical difficulties. Our kids were running around. We ended up just turning it off because it just was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And I don't think people who are saying they're watching church at home, I don't think they are. I think there are very few are anyways. And so you need to encourage your people to get back to church. Why? Because God calls us to assemble. Don't lead your people into thinking the commands of God are optional when there's a virus with a 99% survival rate. Okay, masks and vaccines. We'll go ahead again. This is going to be kind of a grab bag episode here. Masks and vaccines. Masks have been used as, quite frankly, a mallet to really bend people into submission. Okay, how many times have you heard this? Masks are about loving your neighbor. The whole discussion in 2020 has been about this idea of loving your neighbor. And it's amazing how many people have cared about their neighbors this year and have been quoting Jesus and telling people to love your neighbors. And here's the deal. What's going to happen with this vaccine, what's already happening, is the exact same thing that's happening with masks. Like masks, people are going to tell you, love your neighbor, get the vaccine. And pastor, I want to be careful here, but I want to challenge you. Don't buy into that lie. Okay, don't tell your people to love your neighbor, get the vaccine or love your neighbor, get the masks. That is manipulation. And that is a control tactic. And if you want to get the vaccine after you've studied the contents, after you've recognized the side effects, that's on you. Our family, we're not going to get the vaccine for nothing. If somebody put a gun to my head and gave me a billion dollars, we would not get the vaccine. And you know what? I love you and your grandma and I love our parishioners. I love our church members, but we will not get the vaccine, period. You've got to think through the issue of vaccines. Friends, here's here's the thing. You're going to be called a conspiracy theorist if you buy into this. I've been called a conspiracy theorist. I really don't care. Bill Gates, for years, has been talking about population control. This is not a conspiracy. You can get online and see videos of him just a few years back talking about population control and talking about controlling populations through vaccines. And then he's giddy excited about these COVID vaccines. And you've got to ask the question, why is the government, why is this being pushed so hard? Why is the Gospel Coalition leaning into this in the way that they are? Why are so many Christians using the exact same logic they did with masks to bring a mallet upon you and guilt you into putting that mask on? Why are they doing the exact same thing with vaccines? And pastor, don't buy into that lie. This is an issue of conscience. Contrary to what Eric Redmond or Raymond, whatever his name is, the author from Gospel Coalition, it is an issue of conscience. You cannot treat your people like children. We've got to do better than the government, and we've got to treat the people of God like adults and let them make decisions because, for goodness sakes, they have the Holy Spirit of God within them. They have a brain, and they can use that through the common grace of God. They can make decisions for their families. Leave those decisions in the hands of your people and don't guilt them one way or the other. And so if you require masks at your church, you're automatically saying that you can't have you can't come to church here and not wear a mask. There's no way we would do that. We're going to treat our people as adults. And then with the vaccine, listen, vaccine industry, this is a known fact, is driven by abortion. And there are serious ethical concerns with all vaccines, not just with some vaccines. These anti-vaxxers over the last 30 years, some of them have greater and lesser reasons for their anti-vaxxing, but I'll tell you this, if you're a Christian and a Christian ethicist, and you should be, you should have serious concerns over the vaccine industry. That's not just after watching a movie Vax or or talking to some anti-vaxxing moms. That's thinking through the world biblically and then bringing these biblical conclusions to the world. You have to ask serious questions about the vaccine industry. If you've not heard Jason Garwood and his talk on vaccines, just Google Jason Garwood 
vaccines. I'm going to have Dr. Jason Garwood on here in the next couple months to talk about this. But there are serious ethical concerns that you have got to navigate with your people and for your people. you got to get out ahead of this. Don't make this a love your neighbor thing. It is a very serious matter, and you've got to be thinking through the implications of it. Now let's talk about conspiracy theories. I tell you what, there has been an obsession in Big Eva over conspiracy theorists, and there has been a mockery of rural America and anybody who would question anything. And I tell you what, the cities and Big Eva organizations have called anybody with questions in 2020 conspiracy theorists, and then they have mocked and ridiculed them, and that is ridiculous and should not be happening. We need more people asking questions about what's going on in our world today, not less. And Pastor, I want to challenge you to run the risk of being called a conspiracy theorist, run the risk of being ridiculed and mocked by all the big important people within Christianity. Who cares what they think? You have got people to shepherd. And you have got to question what's going on in the world right now. There are crazy things. And if you're not questioning them, i tell you what, you're the crazy one. If you're not questioning what's going on, what's the real issues behind the issues in the media? In 2021, you're going to be challenged just to get in line more than you did in 2020. And Pastor, I want to challenge you to run the risk of being a conspiracy theorist. Ask the questions and go to the scriptures and do what God has to say and question whatever authorities you have to question to get real answers. Do not march in to totalitarianism just getting in line saying, yes, sir, yes, government, whatever you say. Don't march your way into tyranny. That is a violation of Romans 13. Do your citizen responsibility and govern this country well. We have citizen obligations here. And then I really want to challenge you with John Knox. I want to challenge you with John Knox. I was reading when I was in the hospital this week what John Knox had to say to pastors, and it really challenged me, fired me up, to be honest, and I really think it's going to be a challenge to you, pastor. John Knox's dying prayer, dying prayer was this. Hear these words. Lord, grant faithful pastors, men who will preach and teach in season and out of season. Lord, give us men who would gladly preach their next sermon, even if it meant going to the stake for it. Lord, give us men who will hate all falsehood and lies, whether in church or out of it. Lord, grant your struggling church men who will fear you above all. Friends, this year is wrapping up. It's been a tough year by many measurements, but pastors don't have many tough years, to be honest. We live in an era that it's easier than ever to be a pastor. And when the pressure comes on, I've seen so many pastors act as if this year is the worst year ever, and I can't believe how difficult it is, and oh my goodness, how hard this has been. Friends, I don't know any pastor in America that's been burned at the stake. And if the tyranny continues, if the pressure keeps coming, we need men like John Knox prayed for in our country. We need men right now who are going to step up and be men of courage, who are not going to whine, they're not going to complain, they're going to know how to grieve when grieving is necessary, but they're going to know how to preach a sermon and do what God has called them to do, even if, like John Knox said, it brings them to the stake. Come what may, we're going to be men who God has called us to be, and I pray that the testing of 2020 would make us stronger for 2021 and beyond. Men, I love you. Thanks so much for listening this year. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I love the Christmas time, the Christmas season, and we are men who know how to give gifts because more blessed to give than to receive, and I want you to be men who know how to receive gifts. God has been so kind to you, and I want, to re- I want you to recognize all the gifts that he has given around you. Look to your left, look to your right, look in front and behind you. Look at your wife, look at your children. See the church you get to shepherd, and see the gifts that God has given you, and enjoy every single gift this year that, that you get to give and that you receive for God's glory and for his honor. Friends, I love you. Thanks so much for continuing to come back. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. 
For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.